When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.
All right, welcome to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV in Ronkonkoma, Long Island. Uh, here at uh, Monty Nefaro, along with Indie Music Studio, uh, we want to send our prayers out to the families of the victims who tragically lost their lives a few days ago in uh, Boulder, Colorado. Um, our thoughts and prayers go out to those families. At the board, Matty Ice, how are you, my friend? What's going on? Doing amazing as always, and with the weather, doing even better. Isn't life better when it's warm? It is so much better, yeah. That's why when you get older, man, save your money, then you could go to Florida during the winter time, right? Uh, my parents are already planning to move down there. Genius. Uh, they got a base of operations. Genius. That's it, brother. Nice. Nice. You're going to get a surfboard, Matt? Matty Ice on a board? Surfboard in I Florida? Mean, honestly? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Like what, they don't have beaches? There's no such thing? I don't, oh, I don't think they're surfing. Surf in California, right? I don't think they're surfing in Florida. There's no surfing in Florida? What, 20 so. sharks? Not a lot of big waves out there or anything oh, like that. Oh, wow. A lot of hurricanes and stuff. A lot of hurricanes. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. great. Hey, enjoy Florida, kid. And by the way, if you didn't know, that's the star <laughs> of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrow. Jimmy, how are you, my friend? Good, man. What's going on? Very excited to have uh, UFC, we'll call him the UFC Godfather. Mark the Hammer the, Coleman. The godfather of ground and pound. Yeah, without a doubt. Yes, sir. You were saying to me earlier, we should he should have trademarked that. Yeah. Could have made himself tons of Yeah, cash. he'd be living in a castle. Yeah. Like, like yeah, like in a castle. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> he blew that. Before, before we get to uh, Mr. Coleman, I just wanted to cover a few things. Sure, uh, you know, sure. What do you got? Uh, WrestleMania's uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. WrestleMania. Right. Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil uh, were announced as hosting WrestleMania. 
And many fans are angry over the fact that the WWE is allowing Hulk Hogan to what? even be part of WrestleMania. In fact, Hall of Famer Mark Henry oh, makes it clear that Hogan still has not apologized for his racial comments. You got any thoughts on that? Hey, well, uh, I don't want to steal your thunder, but... Um there was a uh, statement that Hogan made years back, and uh, he said eight, eight years ago, at the time that he said this comment, he said, eight years ago, I used offensive language during a conversation. It was unacceptable for me to have used that offensive language. There's no excuse for it, and I apologize for having done it. Okay, so you ask me, Mark Henry says that Hogan has not apologized. I just read his apology. What do you want from this man at this point? What do you want from this man? I think maybe what they do you want. I think maybe they want more. I don't know. More? What like what? Like, you know, go away Hulk Hogan, cancel culture Hulk Hogan and never come back ever again. Is that what is that what we're getting at? Well, I don't I don't like the uh You asked me. Yeah, no. I, I don't like I, it. Listen, I don't necessarily I say disagree enough with is you. enough. What do you want from the man at this point? What do you want I from just, the man? I just this country is becoming yeah. so upside Stop down. It. Stop it. It's becoming so upside yeah. down. Stop it. You Look got... in the mirror and worry about your own turds and your own balls. Well, the big Thank you. Well, use use an athlete like Michael Vick, right? <laughs> Who literally, oh, literally, oh, careful now, electrocuted dogs, drowned oh, dogs, is that all? Poked their eyes out, oh, is that cut all? their ears off, right? Strangled them. Are they naming streets after him currently? Absolutely. Oh wow, that they makes just a gave lot him. A, they just What's gave that? him an award and and awarded him with a multi million dollar contract wow. with ESPN. Oh, I think of two letters: DS, double standard. What the freak, man? Oh, treading on on so fragile, is there fragile grounds here. Is there something wrong with this country when? Yeah. We're upset with one guy with this over racial comments, but we're okay Just, with another guy because he says he's sorry that he murdered hundreds of dogs, right? Right. Living beings. Right. Because he went to jail, did You his know time. what I would prefer? And I know that it'll never be done. How about we just leave them both alone and move on? No, fuck that. I, I don't want to leave Michael Vick no, alone. No, I totally get it. But at the end of the day, I think we'd all be healthier if we stopped. Well, some of us, obviously. If we stopped going nuts on a keyboard every day about other people's deficiencies, well, we know we have our own. You understand, folks? Stop. Anyway, leave Hulk Hogan the F alone. And uh, Titus O'Neil, what a combo, huh? That's oh, interesting. You know why that's, that's, that's put together. What? You know why that that's I don't, put together. That I, I, that I don't know. But Come should... on. Really? Stop. What? Titus is what? He's African American, right? Is that why? Yeah. See, that doesn't occur to a weirdo like that's me. that's kind of nope. But the Which reason is, is they're trying to, to the, don't worry about other things like this. But they're trying to protect Hogan by putting him with an African American. Oh male, right? my lord, you might be right, Rabbit. Yeah, hello. You might be right. You know, uh, if he's hiding in a stove, would I throw in a lit match? You might be right, that's Rabbit. That's right. Very w good. I would Very like good. to thank the band that sings the theme song for Monty and the Farrow, Owen Jimmy Farrow, along with his partner Bart Riggs, make the band Wisteria thank Hall. You, sir. Wisteria Hall sings such great songs as "In My Dreams," "This Life," "Not Far Beyond." Behind. Here comes the rain. You could find their music on Spotify, iTunes, and Reverb Nation, but we're asking the fans out there go to the Wisteria Hall YouTube page, give them a little like, hit that like button, right? And give them a little subscribe button, show Wisteria Hall a little love. Thank you. Thank you. If you didn't notice, uh, this is Monty Nefaro, Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. We can be seen on the Monty Nefaro YouTube page, the Monty Nefaro Facebook Live page, uh, listened to on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor. You can be seen on the Monty Nefaro Twitch TV page, also on New York Cable on Channel 115 every Tuesday from yeah. 7 to 7.30, where you will see the legend, the hammer, Mark Coleman, in the reduced version of our show. 
It's condensed and abbreviated. Sorry. Why do you do that to me every week? Early oh, rises oh. on Channel 115, 6 a.m. to 6.30. For some reason, I don't think Mr. Coleman gets up that early, and no. neither do you, right? No. Yeah, yeah so that's, I know. That's right. That's right. He's the man. But this, this, exactly. but this is a good time for you on exactly. Channel 20 at 2 a.m. to 2.30, which on Fridays, right after this show, pretty much, right. you can catch yourself, and right. you guys can do the vampire lifestyle. Right, exactly. We'll be right back after these uh, commercial break with the MMA UFC legend, Mark the Hammer Coleman. And Nitro's Garage for all your automotive needs. Call 646-675-2349. That's 646-675-2349. For all your automotive needs, Nitro's Garage. Ask for Jack. The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by... Because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine, New York attitude, good fucking wine. Yeah. Jeff Quest, graphics design, custom vinyl lettering, and all your art and video needs. 516-317-8204. That's for Jeff Quest, graphic design. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, seen only here out of Indie Music TV in Ron Conkama, Long Island. We are honored to have the legend, Mr. Mark the Hammer Coleman. Can we call you the godfather of UFC, sir? Just don't call me the grandfather. <laughs> yeah. I get straight. that all the time now. What? By the way, I am digging the beard. Yeah. I am digging it. Yeah. It looks good. It oh, looks good. Yeah. It I'm looks just... good. And the shades, by the way. Yeah, shades. Well, represent. Shades and a cheap beard. <laughs> <laughs> so before we have at it, do you want to weigh in this whole Hulk Hogan racism uh, double standard? No, look, <laughs> you, you guys do a great job over there. By the way, you're very, you're very, I mean, smooth. Thank you, sir. Just well, saying, I, thank I, you. I enjoy listening to you guys. You guys are smooth, but <laughs> no, nah, I think I'm just going to stay out of that. I do know Mark Henry. I mean, he was on a. Uh, he made the 92 Olympic team, sure. weightlifting, and I was mm. on the wrestling team, so we actually did hang out a little bit. There you go. Way back then. There you go. Well, again, I, this isn't against Mark Henry, right? Not at all. But, no. You know, and for me personally, I don't see color, but I do see double standard, and it is a problem with me, right? Again, I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about animals, but I think, you know, racism and speciesism are on the same level, in my opinion, you know? So, I don't know. Well, you got to forgive both guys... Both guys need to apologize. Michael Vick and uh, Hulk Hogan, they already did. Right, right, uh, right. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah. Amen, brother. Yeah. How many times are you going to, you know, come Right, on? right. It keeps coming back on the internet. That's the only reason we brought it up tonight on, you know, for topics. So, Jeez. you look great. Uh, you came off a, uh, would we call it a massive heart attack with uh, last year? I don't know. What's massive mean? I mean, <laughs> Massive, from what was explained to me, massive is any time you have more than an 80% blockage. 100% blockage. Oh, yeah. That's pretty In massive. your artery, like, it, you know. Huh? When your arteries are blocked. My block, my artery was blocked, stuffed to the gill. I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I didn't know I had one. I, didn't, I knew something wasn't right. It happened like at 7 o'clock at night. And I just thought it was going to go away. My arms weren't feeling right. Something just wasn't feeling right. And then, uh. About 2 a.m., I started getting a little bit concerned. 
and uh, called my daughters and they told me to get my ass to the hospital and I thought I was going to go there I thought they were going to run some tests on me and right. they're going to send me back home no they fucking they they went in there and took a look and it was a big old artery too man the biggest artery and mine was bigger than most people's and it was just stuffed they tried to unclog it uh, they tried to unclog it and it was so stuffed they couldn't so then they're gonna they're gonna put me on blood thinners and come back and try it again in a month but then the next morning some of my levels went up and they said we're gonna have to go back in and try it again and then it was it when they're when they're in there trying to you know dig out the clot well, you're awake, you're, you know, and it, it's like it's giving you a heart attack, you know, that's what it feels like, you're like, Ugh. and it, it was very, uh, it, it was not comfortable and very stressful, because I'm just sitting there praying that, and finally, uh, finally I heard the doctor say, oh yeah, something like that, meaning he got a little chunk out, and then he was able to get the, uh, he was able to get it all out, clear to clear it all out, and they didn't have to put a stent in for some reason. I don't know, but I, they said my artery was so big they would have had to get a, a, a special stent, like a super stent. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but they didn't have to put one in, and you know, just trying to live a little cleaner. Well, let me ask you: this. You're, you're a legitimate tough guy, right? Actually, a very scary guy too, man. I mean, tough, kick anyone's ass. After you have something like a heart attack, does that does that kind of like weigh on you, or like kind of feel you know you kind of feel a little less than a man type yep. of thing? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it's been three months. Yeah. Is it getting better? I would hope. You know, I'm doing good. I'm doing great. But at the time, it's still in my head. Yeah, sure, I sure. Mean, it's in my head. Sure. Sure. Sometimes I can feel chest pain. I get all freaked out. You know, but yeah, you know, it's a mortality check, man. It's got. It's yeah, well, hard. yeah, you nailed it. It's got to be. Hard. Does it make you feel less of a man? Yeah, kind of. Understood. Understood. Totally understand. And again, I'm a heart attack survivor myself. Yep. We we spoke about that before the show. Think about it a lot, don't you? I think about it all the time. First of all, I think about how lucky I am to yeah. be here on the earth. And I will tell you on a personal level. Um, obviously, I didn't know you. But we pretty much had a heart attacks at the same time. I was in the hospital and I was reading about you. Oddly enough. And, uh, you know, I could almost say that you were an inspiration too, right? And uh, meeting you, I feel like you're an inspiration. I like, I just like your approach and uh, the, the, way, the, the way you are as a human being. So God bless. I'm glad you're still with us. And, uh, again, I know how it feels. You don't yeah. feel like the same and oh, we're scared. We're humans, right? We want to live. We got families to live for. But on a positive note, we're glad you're here on Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, and we're glad you shared with us, Farrell. All right, let's go back to uh, the very beginning about you getting your start in MMA. If I can, if I can say this, I, you know, just coming from studying up on you for the last at least couple of weeks, you got into this game at the age of thirty-one. Yeah. I have to, not, while your timing historically is perfect, you are the yeah. first UFC champion. Your timing perfect. is perfect. Perfect timing. Did you ever wonder about, you know, what it would have been like to have been f on that level in your 20s doing this? Because it, to me, it's like, man, I, I really wonder what it would have been like to have you doing that 
in a UFC level, like, you know, during your 20s. How does it get started with MMA for you? I just, uh, I was 31, but I was still in my prime. Absolutely. I was still a world-class wrestler. Absolutely. I almost made the 90. I made 92 Olympic team. Right. 96. I had beat Kurt Angle in 19... 19- 95. Hello. I beat Kurt Angle. He, he, he was the world champion that year. Hello. I came out of retirement because my, my my club told me, you got to wrestle Coleman or we ain't going to send you your check anymore. So I showed up at the Sunkissed Open. I hadn't wrestled in like a year and a half. Kurt Angle was kind of taking over the weight class. Mark Kerr and Kurt Angle were battling out mm. after I left. I was in my prime and I blew it. I wasted those years. But uh, yeah, I went out there and uh, well, I beat Kurt Angle without any, hardly any training at all. And then, um, but what am I going to do, man? What am I going to do? I'm sitting there thinking, what am I going to do? You, there ain't no money in, in amateur wrestling, none. And then, sure enough, I I caught the first UFC, and I was in shock, man. I couldn't believe it. I thought it had to be fake. I thought there's no way this can be a real sport. And if it is... Why in the why in the fuck did am I allowed to cuss? Absolutely, yeah. Why in the fuck did they wait so long to just do this, man? It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen, but something ain't right here. Right. But why did they wait so long to? I remember to though do when it? that first came out, where it was on paper. Remember the boxes and yeah. Yeah. absolutely. Me and my wife were watching that. I think we were dating at the time, and I think the first match we ever saw was Severn, and I mean he pounded some guy like to death, and I was like, <laughs> what is this? Of? Oleg Taktarov, he almost killed that man, the Russian. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, well, he he likes to call himself the Godfather of Ground and Pound, but I'm like, no, Dan, mm. you didn't do it like I did it. Right. I coined the phrase. Yes, you did. I'm yes, going to take did. his ass down. I'm going to pound the shit out of him, fucking shit out of him. That's what I said. But my mom beep that out. That can you you got a delay? You can beep out my customer. We're not beeping out anything, but only for cable television. We we do a lot of work on that. Here so comes we'll the horn. It. We don't beep out shit. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. But no, I watched the first one, and then uh, sure enough, it was real. Watched the second one, and I was just licking my chops, man, yeah. saying, I, "This is me. This is my money. This is what I was born to do." I wish it was here when I was a five-year-old kid. I'd have been training MMA for sure. <laughs> five years old. Hey, five years old. I already knew what I. Five years old. I already knew what the hell I wanted to do. There you go. I mean, I knew I wanted to. There I wanted go. to be in the NFL. I wanted to be in the major leagues in baseball, and I wanted to be an Olympic champion. I wanted it all. I did not like to lose. I was right. Not a good loser, but right. whenever I did lose, I just told myself, okay. I'm gonna get that motherfucker. I'm gonna get that fucker back. So it's funny you bring that year. up. It's almost like you're reading the script. So tell me about growing up. Tell me about your parents. Like, tell me what made the hammer. Hmm. I got the best parents in the world. They never. They never. I mean, I can't say never, but it seems like they never. Missed one of my wrestling matches, or one of my football games, or one of my damn baseball games. Never. I mean, I mean, I'm over in uh, Turkey in the World Championships, and we're poor. We're poor when we don't have a lot of money. And I look up in the stands and like, I didn't even know they were coming. How'd they get to Turkey? You know, what I mean, how my mom and dad get there and uh, 
Olympics. They made it to the Olympics. Got a little help. Uh, uh, some people did some fundraising, so my whole family was at the Olympics. Uh, they never missed a thing. And I don't know, man. I just knew I didn't like losing or nothing. I was a super shy little kid, and I knew I didn't like getting nobody. I didn't like bigger, older kids being able to bully me or pick on me. And, and I, I was going to get big enough and strong enough to whoop all their asses. And uh, that's what I did, man. That's what I did. If there would have been MMA, I'd have been in it for sure. But I, I wanted to play in the major leagues, in the NFL, whatever. But even though there wasn't a sport, I still wanted to be the toughest man in the world. I didn't want to have to fucking back down from anybody. Well, I think you especially if I got myself a hot chick on my arm. Damn straight. But you accomplished that, my friend. You did. You did yeah. accomplish that. All right, we'll be right back after this commercial break with uh, UFC legend Mark the Hammer Coleman. You need a body shop. You need engine repair. Auto excellence. Collision specialists. Six three one two six one. 6420. That's 631-261-6420. Auto Excellence. Elm Logistics. For all your logistic needs, call 631-299-3595. That's 631-299-3595. Elm Global Logistics. Pride, performance, and partnerships. And APB, American Protection Bureau, voted number one best on Long Island for all your security needs. Call 631-390-9050. That's 631-390-9050. APB. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, only seen here at Indie Music TV in Long Island, New York. We've got a special guest the UFC legend, Mark the Hammer Coleman, in studio. All right, Hammer, I want to throw one by you. Uh, let's go back to the very beginning. The very first champion in UFC heavyweight history is you. You defeat Dan Severn, if I'm not mistaken, by submission. One hell of a scarf neck joke, boy. <laughs> Ow. Did you see that, by the way? Yes, Ow. I did. Hey, I'm, I'm going to tell you what. Old Severn fought that pretty damn good because I was, I was doing that on practice to people, and it didn't take me more than like two seconds. Lock it up, crank it, and they were tapping out. Old Severn, he fought that for a good – he fought it for like a good – almost a minute, and I was damn near ready to let it go because mm. I knew if I didn't get this, my arms were going to be uh. trash. But then finally, uh, finally, old nice guy Dan Severn – I, I know it's on there pretty good. I can't believe he ain't tapping. You know what I mean? He's just tough <laughs> dude, man. <laughs> tough dude. I can't believe it. But uh, he reached it up. He reached up and started poking me in the eyes. And uh, <laughs> when you're desperate, man, you do anything. Sure. He's a nice guy. But, sure. hey, man, he sure. there was no way out. He was done. And after after he poked me in the eye and Big John slapped his hand off or whatever, he fucking called it a day. And he told me, he said... I wasn't choked out, Coleman. He said, I just thought my I thought my neck was going to get separated from my body. 
because I was fucking <laughs> strong, man. man. Mm. I was so strong that night. Mm. I could have beat anybody that night, I think. There you go. There you I have go. to think that way. Look, but. I'm sure they're all tough. Every one of them that you probably stepped in the ring with, they're all tough guys, man. You can't be a U.S. Not player. everyone. Not everyone? Okay. No, How, I, had, I had a couple easy ones. Really? Where, yeah. Where would, where would you rank uh, Severn? Like, if you had to. It's up there, man. He's Top up there. Penthouse, but, uh, basically? Tough. Uh, you know, I, I fought a lot better. I fought like, uh, okay. I've I fought over 10 world champions. Okay. Fedor twice. Uh, Shogun Hua. Uh, Randy Couture. Severn. Fry, Krokop, and these are some fucking killers. Igor Volchanchin, but uh, Severn, he didn't like to train. Really? I mean, he was 38 years old. Okay. So he was a little bit past his prime by then, you know what I mean? Gotcha. And then, and he really wasn't a big fan of training that hard. You tell you himself. Uh, he had over 100 wins. I mean, pretty amazing what he did, yeah. but... He said, I get my training. Do you think he underestimated you that night? or he just No, he just, uh, I think he did train for me. Okay. He okay. likes exaggerating, but I think he did train for me that night. He just didn't, that's it, man. It just I was didn't the, happen. I was the better man. <laughs> there you go. I was world class, and um, he's the only guy that I was out there, no gloves on. Everybody thought I, everybody thought I we were buddies. Everybody thought me and Sam were good buddies. We respected each other. We were both wrestlers, this and that, but good buddies is out the door once that cage locked. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, it was only one fight that night. When you got three fights, you wear the gloves because you got to protect your hands. Mm-hmm. But one fight with Severn, they didn't wear no gloves, and everybody was saying, oh, they're, they're, they're good buddies and they're not going to hit each other. Oh hell no, man! I was I would have smashed the hell out of him if that's what it took. But <laughs> but he just gave me uh, you know, whatever. The side choke was there, and I had I've been killing it. Back of warm ups, I've been killing it, and there it was. And you know, he's he was just uh, he was tough. But like I said, he was thirty eight, thirty nine, and you know we're good friends. Me and Severn are real good friends. A lot of respect for each other. I. Uh, I don't think uh, I don't think he put in. You know, he didn't train like I did. I mean, he, he didn't train as hard as I did, and, and whatever. Did Did you realize at the time, becoming the first UFC heavyweight yeah. champion at the? Did you realize at the time yeah. what this was going to turn into? This has turned into that company is the WWE equivalent to, to fighting, to, to yeah. cage fighting. I mean, did you realize, or did it take some years before you realized, wait a minute, I'm the oh. first one? No, I needed. I knew I needed that first one. I wanted that first one so bad. I knew uh, at some point that was, you know, you don't forget the first. Mm. But, uh, mm. and then we, we, as you know, we were in New York, mm-hmm. and they shut us down. We, we loaded up the planes. They spent, I don't know how much money, Flew us all down to Alabama, and I was just like, God, I, I mean, I just I just need this fight to happen because I was so ready. Right. And I just needed to be the first. I knew how important it was. Right. To me, it was going to be important first, and uh, can't say I knew it was going to get this big, but I, my personal thought was it's the greatest sport in the world. It should get this big, and it's going to keep getting bigger because it's worldwide. Everybody's it's like soccer. Everybody can fight. 
American football is American football. They're huge, but these fighters are coming from Weber. I remember walking out after uh, my first UFC 10. I won, won the tournament. I remember walking out just kind of like in a dream saying, wow. I, first thing I said is, uh, them Russians are coming, man. That's what I was thinking. Because <laughs> the Russians are coming. The Russians are coming because I'm telling you, they was they was badasses oh, in wrestling, really? man. Ugh. They were so badass in wrestling, and that's what I was saying. Oh man, the Russians are coming. I got to get some wins in before they come. They were a problem in Rocky IV, so <laughs> oh you know, my we kind of knew. We kind of <laughs> knew, knew there was the going to be a problem, Rocky. I mean, you kind of knew right from the beginning the Russians are going to hey, be a problem, Mark, one way or the other. Mark Yard, Ape ninety nine, right. fan of the show, asks: Are you still in contact with Tank Abbott and Don Fry? Oh. Uh, well, yeah, I'd stay in touch with. I mean. Not like I'm calling them up <laughs> once a week and just chat for an hour, but no, we all, we how, all just. How have... is that call? You like call up? Hey man, you remember when I beat your ass <laughs> back three years ago? Oh, you still man. feel all right? What hey, do we Fry, see? Fry. Uh, I mean, he literally, he he's the toughest man I ever fought. He's not the best. He's awesome. Not the best. He's awesome. But I almost had to kill him. <laughs> I believe it. No, man. I'm not I kidding believe, you. I mean, I he was. It. I couldn't believe they wouldn't stop his fight, man. I believe it. But believe he it. was. Uh, but no, he was. wasn't he willing to come out of the stands to fight you or something well, like that. Uh, I yeah, mean, what's, yeah, the, yeah. what's the story with that? Well, Phyllis, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, he was not happy. He was <laughs> an angry man, and he did not like Mark Coleman just okay. because I beat him. Right. I'd see him at a small right. show, and you know. What's up, Don? He'd be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then finally, finally, like about three, four years after it happened, he came up to me and he's like, oh, man, you know, puts his hand out. He goes, hell, I can't hate you, Coleman. Uh, we're too fucking much alike. <laughs> I said, yeah, we're a lot alike, Don. <laughs> but the light bulb went he off. Was, okay. he, he was so angry. He he watched that fight every day for a couple years, and he says it just took years off his life. Wow. Well, let me ask you. When Dan was in studio, Dan said he didn't remember his wins. He just remembered his losses. Right. Are you the same way? Mm, I remember them both. Okay. Yeah. But in wrestling... Uh, in, in my amateur wrestling days, I can remember my losses a lot. A lot of my losses, I can remember those in detail. More so. Okay. But uh, fighting, uh, man, you got to remember the wins, too. You know, I mean, it's true. I mean, well, Dan's got 120 wins. How the fuck are you going to remember all that? <laughs> That's pretty fun. You're, you're right. <laughs> look, uh, you look like you have a great relationship with your daughters. Can you tell me about your daughters at all? Um, mm. When I go on social media, it looks like what a, what a nice relationship you have with your family. Three daughters, 21, 23, seniors in college, about to graduate, never been in trouble, just, you know, the best in my life. Um, but I got a six-year-old from a, a, another woman, and it's kind of hard because not everybody's getting along. I mean, I'm trying to get along, but... Uh, Sometimes 
other people make it impossible to, to work it out. But I'm as I'm as close with my my oldest two daughters as I've ever been. I mean, I mean, I'm sure she'll be calling me tonight. We talk every day. I see each other almost, you know, as much as we can. But my six-year-old's a little. She's a little sweetheart, a little beauty, and they're all talented. My oldest daughter was a. She could have been the UFC women's champion. Mm. She is that fucking badass, that freaking strong. She she seems as strong as me when I. I mean, she is an animal. But then her her uh, sister, all star shortstop, all star uh, point guard in basketball, very athletic. But the oldest one was a gymnast, national champion, level 10 gymnast. Now, that's a brutal, brutal sport. Um, I remember when she was about seven years old, they, uh, I was showing uh, Rich Franklin's wife. I said, guys, I used to show I My daughter had to, it's the sickest six-pack you ever seen in your life. It, it, but but uh, I, and somehow they got posted on the Internet and... Uh, Kind of took some heat for it because everybody was accusing me of abusing her, feeding her steroids, and you know abusing her. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, my daughter does what she wants. She's just, she's a badass killer. And uh, gymnastics is hard, man. It's a hard job, and she just had it. But then I still, I mean, I can't never say never. They're only 21 and 23. Right. I mean, when they come back from college next year. Uh, I hold the pads for them. I wrestle with them. They're tough, but would you want them to get into that lifestyle? Nah, you know, kinda. But they would have to commit to it, man. Right. I mean, it, right. It, it, it'd be pretty hard. I mean, because they're just gonna. Uh, you got a nurse. She needs to get in there and make some money. Mm. She's been busting her ass. Nursing is a very hard major. How hard was it being on the road back when the when they were little? Ah oh, man, I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't stand leaving, man. I couldn't, and and, and I didn't leave that much. I trained at home. Right. I should have been. I, I, if I could do it over again, I would have. The, I'd just go. Right. But, right. but uh, I didn't trust anybody with my kids. <laughs> so Makes I didn't sense. really, I didn't really have too many training camps. I mean, I had my own training camps. I was my own coach in Columbus, Ohio State wrestling room, and I made it work, but. Mm. Sure it could did. have been a lot better. I, I could have, I could have been a lot better, but I did pretty good. I did okay sometimes. Sure. So let me ask you sure. a question: Your daughter comes home, she brings a boyfriend home. Is this guy shitting his pants oh, when, he, when he realizes who the father no, is? Man, dudes ain't scared of me. What? Yeah, I wouldn't even go on the same block. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, my God. I mean they might be no. What? I what? if I don't be nice to. the if they bring a dude around and I'm I'm a prick, well they just won't fucking bring him around. Oh, so oh, I have okay. to be nice. Oh. I have to be nice to these guys. Yeah, but I, you know, nice. I'm not even the point of you being nice or not. But it's like they know who you are. It's like, oh shit, yeah. I gotta go meet the man. It's like, yeah, maybe I don't know. I suppose, but like like I said, <laughs> I my, my, like I said, my daughters made it clear to me, don't embarrass me, Dad. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, so they run the show. Dudes ain't. A, Hey, dudes ain't afraid. I mean, you. you know what controls the brain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. I, I'd be shitting a brick. Anyway, uh, we'll be right back with the legend Mark Coleman in just a minute.
Chipotle stick shift, Batman. <laughs> M&J Video Games and Collectibles. Sport and non-sport cards, wrestling items, autographed items. We buy, sell, and trade. M&J Video Games and Collectibles, located at 1049 Queen Street, Southington, Connecticut. Call us at one 479 or 860-93-GAMES. M&J, video games and collectibles. <laughs> oh, what's up, Mike? Hey, Jimmy, what's going on? Yeah, not that much. You know, Jimmy, I love this country. Oh. I love to buy made-in-America material. And I love to buy my artwork at TAG, T-A-A-G, Made in America, 14 East Broadway, Port Jefferson, New York, 11717, the shop at the corner. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV, where we have our special guest, the legend, Mark the Hammer Coleman. Mark, what do you got next to you, man? Can you show the fans? What what belt is that you got on the side over there? There it is. I mean, can you see it? Let me see. Can you see it? Uh, bring it bring it over you. There you go. Look at that, baby. UFC 10. UFC 10. Uh, man, I tell you what, I couldn't believe it. I just beat three dudes' ass one night. I almost had to kill the guy in the finals. Hmm. And... There ain't no cops coming. I'm not in no trouble. They gave me this big old belt. They gave me a 60 grand check, and uh, the fans are loving me. I'm like, How, this is the coolest sport ever. It's the greatest. I just, you know, but uh, it, it's the greatest. But uh, uh, I just wish it would have started, like you said. I wish it would have started 20 years earlier. Now, was yeah. Dana White in charge at that time when you first started? No, Bob Meyerwitz. Okay. He got, he got to, I mean, he had to. He had, uh, I mean, they had problems, man. We had struggles. Shows got canceled. Uh, John McCain, human cockfighting. Um, they almost went under. I mean, they almost threw in the towel. But uh, um, if that UFC, if if if, if we didn't get that, uh, when I won the heavyweight championship, UFC 12, we had to fly from New York to uh, Alabama. You know, we didn't get until you know, whatever, four or five in the morning, fight the next day. If that show didn't happen, it might have been all she wrote, man. Right. So right. they had right. to they had to spend a lot of money. Give Bob Meyer spent a lot of money getting this shit going. So let me ask you this. In your prime, Lesnar in his prime. Yeah. Could you beat Lesnar? Ooh. I think so. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. There you go. Ground and pound them. Ground and pound Lesnar. Get down, Brock! Boom, 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 boom. It's a ding, ding. Why not? I'm not saying it's been easy, but <laughs> that's a bad dude. But yeah. of course I'm going to bet on myself in my freaking prime. Right, right. I mean, uh... Just, just, just out of curiosity, because I am curious about stuff. Where do you put Brock? I've had arguments with, with UFC fans that say Brock Lesnar doesn't deserve any credit for what he did with UFC or his impact on UFC or his history or what. What do you think about, what's your opinion of Brock Lesnar's I mean, UFC people career? people jealous or something. That yeah, man, what? That, man that man brought all kinds of attention to the damn sport. Right? Right. That simple. Big, what? giant, monster, 
badass savage killer. Preach. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But sometimes he got a little tired. There you go. <laughs> well, well, there you go. There no, you go. but he was dangerous, man. He was so strong, so big, so powerful. His hands were like, uh, makes that thing look like a, a baby's hand. His hands were the biggest hands I've ever mm. seen, man. Mm. Huge. Mm. You get hit with that. But he did pretty good, but he didn't have time to. He didn't have enough time to dedicate to it. He was doing the pro wrestling thing, so he had to do a little bit of everything. But if he would have committed to MMA, who knows how far he could have went. But he did fine, man. He did great. He did great. Is Fry the toughest man you've ever been in the ring well, with? Just, you know, I, I, I've been in the ring with, you know, 10, 10 world champions. Right, right. So they're all tough. Absolutely. But I'm saying, literally... I was really UFC 10, third fight of the night. My hands were the only thing on my body hurting. That's a good problem to have. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> my hands were killing me, man. If I wanted, I wasn't going to wear the gloves. Thankfully, I listened to somebody for once. My coach, he begged me to leave the gloves on after the first fight. It only lasted two minutes, but I came back and said these gloves are getting in the way. Yeah. He's like, you got to keep it on. Luckily, I did because I fought Gary Goodrich the second fight, and that dude's head's hard. I had to hit him about 50 times for he threw threw it in. But then, uh, oh, man, we got to the finals, and it was just ground and pound for 11 minutes, 40-some seconds. And I'm looking at this dude's eyes, and it pretty much swelled shut. And I'm just like, God damn, you know. This is crazy what I get myself into because I was getting tired. Mm. It was a lot of work, 11 minutes, so I was getting tired. I was kind of like thinking, man, this dude, maybe he's going to reverse the situation on me. You know what I mean? But he was, um, his hands, he was on his back defending himself still. I'm throwing headbutts right in his face. Bam, you know, just solid headbutts, legal. Boom, smashing him. And it got to the point where his hands started, they they were up here defending, and then they were getting down here. And it got to the point where I'm looking out the corner of my eye, Big John saying, you know, well, you, you going to stop this thing or what? And then all of a sudden, okay, bam, just throw another headbutt. And then finally, finally Big John stopped it. But, oh, man, he was tough. Fry's tough. You've seen you seen his fight with Takayama. That was legendary. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was that's the most brutal thing I think. Yeah. I think that's the most brutal fight I've seen. I think I'm not sure. It's 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 up there. Let's put it that way. That's rarefied air of brutality. Yeah, I think Oof. they. I mean, hell, I mean, they might have agreed. I'm not saying it was a work or nothing, but I'm saying I think these two might have agreed. Okay, let's just go out here and, <laughs> and kill each other and fucking hit each other and see who goes down. Oh my god, you know, it's beautiful, man. It was it's Haymaker of, City. It really just was punch, punch, oh punch. God. You know, but that's a famous, famous fight, boy. Did, did you realize at the time when you first were, were getting into this that you were you were a pioneer? Did you realize your style was going to be copied till the end of time? Basically, because when I see everybody today, I, they, those elements come from you. Well, I, I knew wrestlers were badasses. We always carried a chip on our shoulder. I don't care if you got a 118-pounder or a heavyweight. We, they, they all thought they were 
put a couple beers in them, and we all thought we were big guys, you know. But uh, mm. tough. I knew wrestling. We were wrestlers. Were we were always jealous because there's a karate school in the corner of every freaking street, and we kind of knew that karate shit ain't gonna work, you know. But they were getting all the attention, this and that. But um, it's I like the ground and pound. I don't like to lay and pray. You know, mm. so a lot of wrestlers came in there, and uh, it just wasn't for them. It was, I made it look so easy that everybody and their mother thought they could do it. Well, yeah. as we find out, a lot of wrestlers can. A lot of them can't. It's because you can wrestle don't mean you well, to me, it kind of changed the sport, right? Because I remember in the beginning, right, the the Gracies, a lot of those matches were just tie-ups that were just, like, were going nowhere. And I'm like, I don't know how this is going to work. But, you know, yeah. I think guys like you and Severin, like, changed the sport, I think. Yeah. Well, everybody did a little bit. Everybody yeah. added to it. So but. you kept yourself in great shape. Um, would I be out of line to say that you were on HGH or steroids at some point in your career? You're fucking out of line. I can't <laughs> believe you just asked me that. I'm getting out of here. Really? <laughs> Hey, listen. I'm going if you want to beat my ass, you got to take care of him no, first. No, 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 no. Give me time to run no, out of here. You need to take care of me at all. I'm like a toothpick in the wind. Uh, I alone. answered the question right there. I just answered it good enough. Yeah, yeah, there you it. go. Well, do you think? All right. Do you think it gets a bad rap though? You know, a lot of people blame steroids I've, I've and HGH heard for a lot of problems. It depends but, on the person. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of documentaries where it's actually helped people tremendously. It depends on the person. Do you have any thoughts on that? HGH. Yeah. I don't know enough about it, but it, it's certainly, uh, they call it the wonder drug. I mean, it it has benefits, and uh, testosterone, uh, TRT, I think if you use it in that moderation, I think it's very, it can be very beneficial. But when you abuse it, when you abuse anything, it's going to possibly cause problems. So, yeah, he's, I mean, look at these uh these bodybuilders, of course, they're on it. Mr. Olympia. Sick, sick, sick looking dudes, man. Just freakish. Well, a lot of them die young, though, but you kind of got to. You got to take that chance to, to be the best. You want to be the best? You're going to. I knew that when I was my age, I knew I was going to be walking crooked. I've had, you know, four hip replacements, neck surgery, knee surgery. Probably need some back surgery, but. When I was a little kid, um, I, I I looked at my heroes and I said they all walk a little funky. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. A little crooked. I said I'm gonna be walking crooked because if you ain't walking crooked, you probably sucked. <laughs> Look, we said if you ain't walking crooked. You just gave up the takedown and got pinned. You know yeah. what I mean? I didn't give shit up. Yeah, I fought it, but but doing all right. I I, I ain't. I ain't complaining. I just wish I would have worked harder, actually, a lot harder. Was the lifestyle like being a rock star in some ways? I mean, I'm sure the temptations behind the scenes had to be ridiculous for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, 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 coming from the wrestling background, we never got a dime. We never got any fans. The only fans were there was your mom and dad. Uh, wrestlers just didn't get nothing. We was doing it be the best man get that gold that fake gold medal it ain't even gold it's fake mm. we were doing it to be the best so going from that to they're strapping a belt on me handing me a 60 grand check and everybody screaming praise the cops didn't come 
Yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty, you know, yeah, I liked it. I ain't going to lie, I liked it. I wanted, my goal was to be the best in the world at something. And I never, I didn't quite make it in wrestling. I took second in the world, but it just left me a little bit empty-handed. And then I got my chance to be the best in the world at something with MMA. And yeah, I mean, that was my dream. So needless to say, it's all worth it, right? Hell yeah. 100%. Fan out there asked, do you still have the title belt that Antonio Noki gave you? No, 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 no. They, they... They just gave that to me for show, but they took that bitch right back. I'd have loved to keep it. They took it right back, and then they came up to me like six, eight months later. The Japanese came up to me and said, Coleman, do you have that belt still? I said, you guys took it back. They kind of, you know, they lost it. They somebody lost stole it. it. That's great. Somebody lost it or somebody stole it, and, and they, they came up and they, they asked me if I still had it. I go... No, nah, man, you guys took it off my waist as soon as I got backstage, but that was a cool belt. It was a nice little cool belt. You did some you did some pro wrestling, of course. Yeah. Um, we saw, you know, Severed and Shamrock work for Vince. I'm just curious. Were you ever contacted by Vince? Did you yeah. Ever, what's the story behind that? How come I never blew saw it. You, you blew it. Uh, yeah, okay. they knew I was a bad seed. Uh, <laughs> I was the. I was. Did you the, get to go to the office at least? I mean, did you meet Vince? Uh, never met Vince, but I met um. What Triple H? No, I met a lot of the pro wrestlers. Oh, okay. I okay. mean, all of them. You know, Steiner right. was one of my favorite. We we were Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner. I don't man. think he was in too good with them back then. <laughs> well, they. You know, what happened is uh, they hired a. Uh, Shamrock first, right? Yeah. Right. And then they hired Severn. Right. And then they hired Tank Abbott. Right. Well, two flops, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Severn didn't get over, True. did he? No, 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 no. Not no, a, Severn didn't get over, level, and no. Tank Abbott was so bad. Right. They paid him a three-year guarantee contract. He didn't have to do nothing. It was rough. Yeah. But I was kind of next in line because I was the champion. I was kind of next in line. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I would have killed it. Mm. I mean, I would have. Uh, mm. I, I was. I, I I think I was pretty good over in Japan. You know, I mean, got the big pops. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, but uh, no. You know, just uh, rumors about me uh, liking to drink some booze too much and stuff like that. They they seen me as a, and I did go to one of the shows, all drunk up and. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I kind of like I said, I blew it. Where's Vince? <laughs> they didn't give me no. They I didn't get my chance, but right. I'm pretty sure I would have killed it. Right. I, I I wanted to wrestle Kurt Angle so bad. God, it would have been hot. I don't know creep. why it didn't happen in Japan. We could have did it over Japan. We oh. would have went. We would have went 25 minutes, and oh, we would have beat the hell out of each other. Did you ever have any contact with Kurt during those days when you were wrestling? Hey, Kurt. Got an idea here. Yeah. Hello. Did, what did Kurt think about it? Well, they they, they came close. I mean, Kurt, oh, man. Kurt, uh, there's going to be the four horsemen or whatever they was going to call us. Kurt, myself was in the plan. I can't remember, or maybe a Don Fry, and 
Uh, oh my God, that would have been incredible. Yeah, that's well, we were gonna we were gonna be the badasses, but it just wow. uh, it didn't come to fruition, man. Oh. And like I said, I kind of just blew it that one night. I got a little mm. too hammered. So, Mark, let me ask you about that. When does the drinking spiral out of control? Like, what happens? Like, how, how does it creep up on you? It creeps up on me, whatever that's worth. Mm-hmm. It. It knows how to creep. It's a, it's an evil, evil drug, and it'll get you. Oh, yeah. It'll get you, and then you. Yeah. It's a hard to get off. Any drug out there. Sure. Any drug is hard to get off. Any addiction is really, really hard. But alcohol is hard, man. You know, you just you don't know how to function without it. Sometimes you think you function better. I used to think I functioned a lot better when I was drunk. Um, but then I watched myself on the interviews, and I sounded like an idiot. <laughs> Felt good at the time, though, right? Huh? Felt good at the time, right? I thought I was good, but then Oops. I'd watch it, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, man, you dumbass. But, so a lot of people say, Colin got CTE. No, I was drunk. <laughs> you know? Because I'm talking slow, slurring, talking slow. Oh, this guy took too many shots to the head. I really didn't take that many shots to the head. I didn't, compared to most people, I took hardly none. Took some, but not very many. Not very many, so I don't think I got CTE. A lot of people look up to you, right? And we all have problems in life. Do you have any advice for people that maybe are struggling with alcoholism that you could recommend, like give some <sighs> Man, words? Man, you gotta, you gotta be ready to commit. I mean... You gotta be ready to commit to just not doing it, and yeah, you gotta get help. I mean, AA. I've been to AA meetings. Pretty cool, pretty hmm. cool, and uh, everybody's the same in there, man. We all got the same, and everybody's got the same stories and heightened beer, and well, everybody's done the same thing, you know. But uh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta dig deep. You gotta find hard, and you gotta have a reason to stop. And you gotta do it, man. You just gotta do it. And it's gonna be tough because, you know, who don't like to have a little buzz on every once in a while, you know? Absolutely. But it can every once in a while it can become every day, every day, every yeah. night, every morning. Sure. You know, sure. it'll get you. So I battle it every day. I battle it every day. I'm, a, I'm an alcoholic, but I'm I'm gonna keep fighting. Keep fighting. With that, we'll be right back after this commercial break with legend Mark the Hammer Coleman. Jimmy, I gotta take a dump. What? No. I mean, I need a dumpster. <sighs> well, for all those needs, you need to call Big V Dumpster Rental, Long Island, New York, 631-900-DUMP. You want to star in your own success? Call QuickCast, www.quickcast.com, 866-7-CAST-NOW. That's 866-7-CAST-NOW, QuickCast. Star in your own success. <laughs> That's right, folks, K9 Corral. For all your dog daycare and overnight care, call 631-549-1544. That's 631-549-1544.
All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and Nefaro, seen only here out of Indie Music TV every Thursday from 9 till 10 p.m. and once in a while some Saturday shows, depending on uh, if we have a special guest or not. Ooh. But right now we have a very special guest, the legend Mark the Hammer Coleman. All righty then. You know, do I? This guy, this guy kind of irritates me, but I'm going to ask anyway. Did Joe, did Joe Rogan try to take liberties on that little snippet we've all seen? The millions and millions of folks have seen. Did he try to take any liberties there? Would he, uh, you know, did he catch you off guard or something? Because he clearly got thrown all the way to Paramus after that. But I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just curious. Were you like, did that thing the- go viral? It's all over the place. It keeps popping back up, man. It keeps popping back up. It's all over the place. But it's like, it's like the guy. Look, that- I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, uh, I was looking for some attention. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm, at, I'm, at, I'm at his, uh, okay. somebody brought this up, Coleman looking for attention, which so what, I was, but right. yeah, he, he's signing autographs after his show, and I kind of just barged my way back here, and, <laughs> and the next thing you know, uh, well, I had a bad hip, man, my hip was really fucking bad, I mean, it needed surgery, or it was popping out and shit mm. like that, so it was kind of scary, but whatever, and I was drunk. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> of course, I was drunk. Oh boy! But uh, but yeah, just whatever. Just uh, he's gonna play around a little bit. But yeah, he hit the arm drag on me, took my back, and honestly, I was terrified about what's he gonna do. I mean, is he gonna try to fucking do something yeah. stupid? My hips gonna pop out. So right. I had to. I even called time out. I said, wait, 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 wait. I don't want, you know, just wait because I don't want my fucking hip pulling out because that's, that's the worst pain that you could ever imagine. Right. Your hip, when, when you, oh, God, you're mm. in the most severe pain ever. They got to get you to the hospital, put you to sleep, and then they got to wiggle that bitch back in, mm. man. Mm. But uh, I was sitting there saying, I even, you know, he took my back. I said, time out, time out, time out. He even called time out. But then I realized, well, fuck time out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, I turned and faced him, and I honestly thought that I just gave him a fucking gentle shove, right. which I don't I don't think it was that hard. I mean, it was hard enough, but I think he was off balance, and it looked a lot worse than it was, right. but right. then I do watch it in slow motion, and <laughs> it looks like I shoved the fuck out of him. <laughs> now, was, was, he, was he yeah. upset with you at all, or... Well, if you watch it, you can see him when he gets up off the wall. You can see his face get real angry or mean. But then all of a sudden, he looked right at me, and I'm like, oh. And I was immediately saying, sorry. Right. Sorry. And then he came in, and we hugged it out. But uh, I thought he was going to be pissed. I heard he was pissed. But then, um, you know, then I heard through the grapevine that, nah, he wasn't pissed. He was actually, he just couldn't. He said he couldn't believe how fucking strong Mark Coleman is. Mm. And I've had a lot of people say I'm the strongest man they've ever touched. Lots of people. So I'm not surprised. But, you know, he got his fans, boy. They get all over me, man. (laughs) And his fans, they think he could have kicked my ass. I mean, oh, Mark Coleman's so lucky he didn't. What if he would have threw a fucking spinning back kick? I'm like, well, that wouldn't what? have been too smart. <laughs> I mean, what are you talking about? They act like he's going. They act like he could take me down with one kick. You know what I mean? Oh, I said, dude, you guys ever see Marie Smith hit me 50 times? I didn't go down. You know? Wow. But uh, I, no, we're good. 50 times. 
Oh, God, he beat the hell out of me, man. times. Ow. He beat the hell out of my legs, man. They, it was the, so fucking pain. But, no, I mean, we, me and Joe are good. We're, we're good. He, he, I apologize to him. I mean, I literally didn't mean to do it. And uh, did I you ever, think, Did you ever go on Rogan's show? No, I'll get on there someday. Yeah. Okay. Now that he's on, uh, I don't know about this new thing. I mean, they got new rules, right, on whatever he's doing now. A lot I'm not more sure. political. Yeah, I'm oh, not sure. Okay. Yeah, well, he got the hundred million dollar deal, but he's got rules to follow now. Interesting. Okay. But no, I'll get on there. I'm just not in no hurry. I'm not in no hurry to do anything anymore. <laughs> yeah. Fucking slow. Well, so much for this. What can we look forward to seeing you in the future? Ah, fuck that. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just chilling out. <laughs> what is there? Is there anything down the road with the pandemic coming up for you, or are you just, you know, playing it by ear? Pandemic hit, 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 hit a lot of people hard, man. It, oh, it yeah. financially, it hit me hard. It, it couldn't come at a worse time. Uh, the Arnold Classic in uh, Columbus is last uh, March, and that's right when they started shutting shit down. Right. And uh, March is a big month for me, man. I got I had like eight or nine appearances lined up for that. Matt Brown was fighting at the end of the month, which uh, I'm going to get compensated for helping him train and a couple other appearances, and it's just gone, man. Mm. And uh, it, I I needed to get back, back up, so because uh, – Fortunately, I mean, everybody says, damn, why the UFC owes all us old motherfuckers, you know? He don't owe me shit, man, really. He don't owe me nothing. There we go. He don't owe me nothing. I go. got it. I mean, fuck, I'm here right now. You know, what the heck? There you go. You know, I, I, can, I can make money, uh, plenty of ways I can make money. Just got to listen to Dan Severn more. He's my kind of, he's my counselor. God damn it, boy. He, he's smart. He's, smart he's so damn smart. He's, he's smart. the biggest hustler in the world. He'll do anything for 200 bucks. Yeah. Real quick, thoughts on Dana White while we got you here. I mean, is this Vince McMahon or what? I mean, as far as the business, what he's done for the UFC. Yeah. Th he's thoughts badass, on man. Dana White is badass. I've always, I've always admired his work. This guy gets it done. He does? It's a lot of work, man. He, I mean, he, he don't get much sleep, I would imagine. Um, How is he towards you behind the scenes? What's your relationship, if I can ask? Because I have no fine. idea. Fine. Good? Fine. Good? Like, nothing but respect. He gives cool. me all kinds of respect. And when I see him nowadays, he just he just treats me fine. Would you, as he, he like, should. He likes to call people dumb, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He, he called me a dumbass a few times, but I have to admit, he's right. <laughs> oh, you got me. <laughs> would you Would you consider Ronda Rousey the most important thing that ever happened to UFC? No. No. I agree with that. No. Not being big rough time. Ronda, but... Uh, it was big time. She was big time. Big, absolutely. big, big time, but... Absolutely, and I can't. I can't say what was bigger. So maybe mm -hmm. she is, you know. But I just immediately my first thought was no. Well, not that I don't like her or anything no, like no, that, it's but fine. I just no, I uh, it. it had to be I something bigger than that. Hey, can we do this with him? The what is the Hammers Mount Rushmore of UFC fighters? You got four, like Mount Rushmore. You got four fighters that that in your opinion, best represent the history of UFC? Who are you putting up there? Who are the four guys? Bones Jones. Okay. Khabib. Okay. Of 
Kamara Usman's got a little way to go, but that's a bad dude. Um, I don't want to leave nobody out. I tell you what, Randy Couture was a fucking legend, man. Oh, my God. He won three, won the belt back a couple times. I mean, he don't get enough because he's kind of banned. You don't hear enough about him because him and Dana White got the issues, but, man, that dude was badass. What he did, I like Fedor. Fedor for ten years, man. Nobody touched him. So I could, I could keep going. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stepe, that's a bad dude. We'll see what happens here. And Ganu, man, this is a. Well, I can't imagine the nerves that are gonna be going through people's by that night. Stepe and Ganu, that's a big fight. Everybody's mm-hmm. talking about that one. They're gonna get some buys on that. I can't, I can't wait till crowds start coming back to these events, man. Get get life back to normal. With that, we want to thank you for joining the show. Absolutely. Great interview. Yeah. Uh, great human being. Thank, thank you, you very, thank very you. much. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Thanks, thank you. You too, you guys man. Are awesome. Thank you. Thank You've been watching Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast, Monty Nefaro, seen here only out of Indie Music TV. You could catch us on the Monty Nefaro YouTube page, the Monty Nefaro Facebook Live page. Listen to us on iHeart. Radio, Spotify, Anchor, and catch us on New York Cable Television on Channel 115 every Tuesday from 7 to 7.30, Saturday 6.30 to 7 a.m., and Channel 20 from 1.30 to 2 a.m. Uh, real quick little announcement, one of our sponsors, TAG, who just joined on with us, on May 23rd, they'll be having a special event with Mr. USA Tony Atlas, wow, um, and Monty DeFaro will be there to help them along, so... Uh, any parting words, Mr. Farrell? I just want to thank the Hammer once again for coming down here and for igniting what I know is going to turn into many months of researching and continuing to fall further in love with the UFC. So thank you for that. You see, you see, you. You see what you've you done now? Now i got to listen to this guy like yeah, every guys. day and be like, yes. you know what yes. happened here. Now I'll be screaming for Liddell. I'll be screaming for you know all these other guys. I, I would have liked to have seen him in Shamrock, but we don't have any more time for this anyway. I would, I would. That's the one fight I really would. That's the. That's the one fight that I wish I would have got. Me and Shamrock. What would have happened? Prediction. Ah oh, man, I'm gonna beat his ass. <laughs> hey, listen, Tyson and Holyfield are gonna fight. Go, it, it, no, they're not. The Holyfield. Tyson I'm gonna beat his Holyfield. ass. I mean, he's a big, strong, badass dude. But I'm just a better wrestler. I would have got him down. And uh, hey, there's always a risk. He's pretty damn good at them submissions. But I'm gonna have to bet on myself again. There you go. I always bet on myself if I'm prepared. And, uh, yeah, I think I would have ground and pounded old Shamrock. We did spar one time. Me and Shamrock did spar one time uh, in in the gym, like four rounds. Mm. How'd that go? Ow. Put him on Queer Street. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you were in a better way to cut out than that. Once again, thank you, Mark, for joining (laughs) us. We'll be back. Sunday at 10 a.m. with WWE superstar Gang Grell. Thank you, Mark Coleman. Is that bad to say queer? No. No. Okay. No. Later. <laughs>